welcome to this episode of Ill-Equipped History, where two lifelong friends talk about history. I'm Morgan. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is, it's the end of a long day. This, I'm know. here with Emily, my friend. <laughs> hey, we're struggle bussing over here real bad. <laughs> it's like I was doing so great and then my brain was just like, Nope, we're done for today. Listen, I almost forgot to hit record for the <laughs> third time today. <laughs> and then she started reading her line for the skit. It's not even my turn. It wouldn't have even been my turn at all. I just practiced beforehand and got excited. <laughs> we are doing so good, you guys. <laughs> I turned 30. I've been 30 for a week. <laughs> and I've just gone downhill so fast. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so... Let's just get into Today, it, I guess. Yeah, we're, we're just going to get into it. Ignore Emily. I'm going to talk now. <laughs> I'll just be silent the whole podcast. It's fine. <laughs> um, so, before we jump in today's skit, I just wanted to, because I do not want to plagiarize, I did take inspiration from an article by Smithsonian Magazine about this particular scene that we're about to convey in the skit. Um, there is a link to the article in the source section of the show notes that will be posted with this episode. Um, so let's just jump on in. October 22nd, 1720, on the coast of Nassau in the Bahamas, two women look out into the still waters on board the pirate vessel, the Kingston. A ruckus can be heard down below, as male pirates get drunk on the liquor stores on the ship. Aye, dear Mary, the men's heads be as wet as the sea tonight. May there be any rum for we to share on the morrow? Happily, or lest we join after our last round of the ship, I be sure the captain shall crave a turn of his bonny winch, eh, bonny? Keep care, or I shall toss you over the railing. The women laugh as they make one last lap around the ship when they notice a disturbance in the water. Hark! A sloop comes before us! Be the governor's man! I shall gather the crew. Avast! You men come and defend the ship. We be hanged if captured. The captain and a few others stagger to the deck. However, most of the crew is too drunk to comprehend the situation. Ahoy! Ye pirates surrender before the crown! No need for bloodshed this night! The captain answers his request by firing his gun at the incoming ship, which is answered with further gunfire. The men on the deck run back below, and the captain surrenders. However, the women refuse. Nay, I shall not go so easily with these dogs! We shall fight for our freedom! The women began firing upon the, upon the governor's men. They are the only pirates attacking. Cutlasses swing and pistol shots ring in the Caribbean air. Mary angrily shouts into the hold. If there's a man among ye, you'll come up and fight like the men ye are to be! 
No response from the male crew. She then shoots into the hole, killing one of them. Finally, Mary, Anne, and the rest of the crew are taken prisoner by the governor's forces. Those men are pissing me off. Uh, Get up here, you drunk assholes. <laughs> I mean, basically. Um, all right. So today we are talking about, let me pull up my notes because they disappeared from me. Um, we're talking about <laughs> Anne, Bonnie, and Mary Reed. So um, another quick note before I jump into my notes is a lot of the sources about Mary and Anne come from the book. Like a lot of the sources reference one book called A General History of the Robberies and Murders of the Most Notorious Pirates. Um, this book was written in 1724 by Captain Charles Johnson. This book is highly debated, and it's unclear if this is an actual historical record, because one thought is that Charles Johnson is a nom de plume of Daniel Defoe, who wrote Robinson Crusoe. Mm. Um, and this was a big, like, time of writing pirate, like, romantic pirate novels and you know, I can't think of the word, but, like, almost, like, vigilantes and, um, like, Treasure Island and stuff like that. So this is about that right. time when these stories were very popular. So, you know, and it's also... It's debatable, yeah. Right, and in the 1700s of it all, you know, um, these were actual people, but some of the things that I talk about, they are, most of them, and I, I saw... Um, a copy of the book, like mm -hmm. specifically talking about Anne and Mary and everything that was in that book is discussed in the notes that, or the sources that I gathered. So, and it's again, like I said, one of the really only historical records of these two people. Right. Um, and also mm -hmm. like even some dates are speculated. So I'm going to report everything as I saw it as fact but if anyone knows anything different or if they have anything they would like to say like just please reach out and we'll try to correct it but again the 1700s of it all right so before we jump into who these women were i want to talk about the golden age of piracy which is when this story took place so mm -hmm. the golden age of piracy lasted from about 1690 to 1730 so only about 40 years this age was specified to the Caribbean, the American East Coast, and Eastern Atlantic Ocean, and the Indian Ocean. Piracy has been going on as long as people have been sailing on boats. but And there was piracy going on in different areas of the world. But when we talk about the golden age of piracy, it's specific yeah. to these areas. Mostly right. the Caribbean, the Atlantic, the Eastern Atlantic, and then the Indian Ocean. Okay. Um, and so sh a lot of ships during this time were going back and forth from the Americas to Europe. And these ships often had a lot of valuables on board, like gold and furs and food and medicine. Yeah. And so these yeah. ships were frequently targeted yeah. by pirates. Well, when trade booms like that, you're always going to have people to steal and rob and stuff like that. I mean, as you can think about the, the stagecoaches in the West. Right. There, that happened. It, it just, it, you can't, it's just you a part of, don't have one without the other. Right. It's right. just a part of human existence is that if there are <laughs> riches, someone will try to take them. <laughs> right. Um, so, and actually it's really interesting. So the piracy in the Caribbean actually started from legitimate means. 
So buccaneers and privateers were employees hired by either private entities or the government to steal from Spanish treasure ships. And then it just kind of evolved to general piracy from there. Yeah, well, they're just like, well, I could just do this without getting paid. Like, I don't have to be under the thumb of someone else. I could right, just I do could, it. And take all the money and the booty for myself. Yeah, yeah like, I, I have this ship now. I'm just gonna go do it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't write this in my notes, but one of the biggest hauls, I wonder if I still have that source pulled up. Um, one of the biggest hauls that was gathered was worth like, I think it was like $250 million. Holy um, shit. Yeah, it was crazy. In one go? Yeah. I think like two pirate, I'm trying to, I'm looking through what I thought was my source for this specific I'm, factoid. But While you're looking that up, I'm literally just thinking about like Kira Knightley. It's very Pirates of the Caribbean, yes. And while you're looking, fun fact, my son was born on National Talk Like a Pirate Day. That's amazing. (laughs) He's my little pirate. (laughs) The best little pirate. Okay, so so some notable pirates from this era include Mm -hmm. Captain Kidd, Blackbeard, Mm -hmm. Bartholomew Mm -hmm. Roberts, Charles Vane, Edward Lowe, Steed Bonnet, a.k.a. the Gentleman Pirate, and Calico Jack, um, who comes back in this story. And Calico Jack actually had the infamous Jolly Roger with the two crossed cutlasses. Um, Because I think I saw Jolly Rogers were like a ship's and like a crew's like calling sign. So each one was a little different from the last. There wasn't a uniform Jolly Roger flag. Uh, Most pirates were British, American, Dutch, and French. Um, included in crews were former African slaves and indigenous peoples in those areas, areas that would join the crews. Piracy in this era may have been escalated due to a lack of jobs after wars ended in England and between England and France because they're always at war with each other. And also, like, if you think about it, you know, especially when we're talking about the Caribbean and the Eastern Atlantic, that's very far away from Europe. And it was very hard for Europe to police there are territories in the Caribbean and the Atlantic Ocean. Right. So it was harder for them to have any kind of governance and protecting their cargo. Most pirates... So one kind of drop, like, correction from the media is that most pirates use what are called sloops, and they're like sailboats. Um, they're not these huge, massive ships that are, like, that are conveyed in Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, It was just impractical. Like, pirates wanted small, sleek boats that could get in and out. Um, So they tended to use smaller sloops. But, you know, the the big pirates, like Blackbeard, like, he had the Queen Anne's Revenge, which was a huge warship. You know, so, like, usually the more notorious and more infamous a pirate was, the bigger their ship was. Because they had to carry that prestige and that notoriety with them and that came with a large ship and then also the media conveys like these epic cannon fights between ships and that typically Mm -hmm. didn't happen either because the pirates didn't want to damage the ships that they were attacking because they may use that ship so a lot of times when they would board a ship they would take all the valuables they would take supplies and sometimes they would just like eh, we like this boat better so we're going to take it 
But a lot of times, ships would just surrender at the sight of a Jolly Roger. Because they're like, oh, there's a pirate. We can't escape it. We're just going to surrender so we don't all die. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I mean, I think the most, in my head, the most historically accurate is uh, a, a smaller ship would be easier to come up. The men could sneak on there easier, get onto the ship, and then that's where probably if you wanted to defend your ship, that you're going to fight more hand-to-hand combat. Mm-hmm. And like you said, less cannons and stuff like that. Right, and they would use guns and stuff, but typically, I don't know if I wrote, I think later I wrote down weapons that were used, but yeah, like the pirates typically wanted to, I mean, if they had to destroy a ship, they could, but... If it was a better ship than what they had, they just wanted to take it. Because it was a lot right. easier than buying a new boat or buying supplies and maintaining I mean, a they're stealing ship. everything anyway. You might as well right. steal the boat. Right. You don't have to move the treasure then. <laughs> exactly. You just throw the... If the people on board don't become part of your crew, you just throw them overboard. Yeah. So eventually, there was a crackdown on piracy issued by the British government because... Of course. Yeah. Like... Like, the, all the piracy that was being done, like, merchants and governments and all kinds of people that were getting their shit stolen from them were like, hey, something needs to be done about all these damn pirates. Like, especially in the Caribbean, like, corrupt officials, like, government officials were swapped with, like, British government employees. Pirates were given a choice to either quit piracy and accept, accept a pardon go to work, here's some land, buy, never do piracy again, or hang. Um, and bounties were given on pirates as well. So a lot, of, most pirates took the deal. They're like, yep, all right, like you give me a plot of land and I get to work for the rest of uh, my life. Yeah. Again, a lot of pirates turned to piracy because there weren't any other options because the job right. market was so dissolved because of all the wars. Um, like wars typically make jobs, but in peace times are fewer jobs because there's less, fewer things to make, fewer right. things to manufacture. You know, pirate crews that did not surrender started being executed in mass. Um, and I think one of the sources I saw said that up, to, like one of the largest executions was 52 men were hanged Jeez. at once. And then the bodies of those hanged pirates would be would be displayed in ports to dissuade any prospective pirates. And higher-ranking pirates, like the captains, would be in cages and left to die there. And then their bodies would be left there for up to, like, two years. Holy shit! Ew! Oh, no! Oh, God! Yeah. They were like, don't come here if you're a pirate. So many things just went through. Uh, Immediately, I was just like, those poor captains. And then, again, I was, like, thinking very... TV, prop, skeleton in a cage. Yeah. No, it's not With, like, raggy clothes on. Not a TV prop. No. Oh, God. That's just the the vision I had in my head. Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, yeah, that's what happened. So, eventually, Uh, the goal... I mean, piracy is still around today, you know? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. But the golden age... And the source that I was reading was saying, like, the actual timeline is debated, but... They were trying to keep it more broad to incorporate, like, some of kind of the the tail ends of different eras of piracy. So they broadened it so it generally ended around 1730. Okay. 
that is just the golden age of piracy. That is the setting that we're hopping into in this story. So um, again, I'm talking about Mary Reed and Anne Bonnie. I'm going to start with Mary Reed. She also was known as Mark Reed. So Mary was born in 1695 in England. Her mother was married to a sailor and they had a son. He left and then she got pregnant with Mary out of wedlock by another man. And actually that book, the A General History of Robberies and Murders by the Most Notorious Pirates, uh, this is a quote from that book. I just thought it was kind of funny. The book says, quote, The mother, who was young and airy, met with an accident, which has often happened to women who are young and do not take a great deal of care, end quote. I just thought that was kind of... <laughs> she was met with an accident. Pregnancy. <laughs> it I've had that happen. I've had that happen before. <laughs> I apparently wasn't taking enough care. <laughs> were, were you young and airy? <laughs> I was young. <laughs> I don't know about airy. <laughs> uh, so drunk. she fell pregnant. Um, and then not mm-hmm. long after Mary, she became pregnant with Mary. And so not long after Mary was born, the brother, the boy died. Oh. When he was an infant. And Mary was dressed up as her deceased brother so her mother could continue to receive money from the brother's paternal grandmother. So the deceased boy's grandmother was giving an allowance to him, but it was actually Mary that was dressed up as a boy. Holy Yeah. So yeah, so she was raised as a boy and the grandmother eventually died. And Mary continued to dress as a boy into her adolescence. So she actually served in the military when she was a teenager. I think when she was 13, she went to go join the British military. 13? Yeah, because she. this is what, like the 16, oh, well, 1700, yeah, so, but yeah. Um, so she wasn't like an active combatant. She was a powder boy. So she was like supplying the cannon powder on a British man of war. Okay. Uh, which is a big old ship. <laughs> it's a warship. Um, and then after that, she went to go serve in the army of Flanders in Flanders, which is like a Dutch area. So while she was there, she met a, a fellow soldier. Um, and then she like revealed herself to him. Um, and at first he was like, will you be my mistress? And she was like, no. I won't sleep with anyone who I don't marry. And he was like, all right, well, let's get married. And so they did. And then they opened an inn in the Netherlands. Oh. And then he died. Ah. Uh-huh. Can I backtrack for a second? Yes. This girl was going through puberty in war. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. That sounds horrible. Yep. Disguised yep. as a man. Yep. So ah. after her husband died, and I don't even know how, like, I didn't get dates for when this happened. So I have no how old. No idea how old she was when she got married um, or how long they were married for. It's just, it's in that book. They got married. They opened an inn. Um, I can't pronounce what it was called, but let me look it up. There's a lot of stuff I just didn't write down because I'm the worst. (laughs) But it was called, oh, The Three Horseshoes. Oh, that's kind of a cool name. What happened to the fourth one? Oh, got lost, I guess. It's a three-legged horse. <laughs> <laughs> so after Mary's husband died, she returned to living as a man, mm-hmm. um, and she became a sailor during the golden age of piracy. 
she became a buccaneer and then her ship was captured by pirates and she became a like joined the pirate crew but it's unclear if it was her choice or not her choice she came her ship came to the bahamas in 1717 and she joined the crew of calico jack of which Anne bonnie was a member so this is where some sources were kind of i couldn't really get a clear picture because some said that the initial ship that captured her was calico jack's ship and then others say it was captured by a different group and she came to the bahamas and then she joined calico jack's ship so that was really unclear but she ended up meeting Anne Bonny here. So now we're going to talk about Anne Bonny. Okay. There's a little bit more about her. Okay. So she was born, dates unclear, but generally it's, it's expected that she was born in 1698 in Ireland. She was the illegitimate child of William Cormac, who was a lawyer, and his housemaid, Mary Brennan. So allegedly she was also dressed as a boy and was sent to live with a relative. But eventually... The situation was found out, and so her father separated from his wife, and then he and her mother immigrated to Charleston, South Carolina, where she was raised. Okay. Her mother died of typhoid fever when Anne was 13, mm. which is, it's not funny, but Mary was 13 when she went to go join the military. Yeah. And Anne was 13 when her mother died, so I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, and they're only three years apart. So they're very close in age as well. So when Anne was 20, her father tried to betroth her into marriage. And she was like, nah. And she ended up marrying a sailor named John Bonney. And they moved to the Bahamas. Mm -hmm. And her father disowned her because of this. Her husband became an informant for Woods Rogers, who was the governor of the Bahamas. And he was actually a privateer at one point. And he was a big, like, he came up in a few places. Like, he was a big guy to trying to crack down on piracy. Right. He was actually one of the, he was a governor that was transplanted from England to the Bahamas to replace a corrupt official. So Anne was reportedly a saucy lady, um, not a good wife. She, according to the book, she spent her time getting drunk and sleeping with pirates. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um... And so, eventually, Anne left her husband and began an affair with John Rackham, better known as Calico Jack. Okay. Um, and actually, one of the sources I saw said that Jack offered to pay, because 1700s of it all, uh, he offered to pay her, John Bonney, money to get him to separate from Anne, and he refused. But Anne was like... She just abandoned John Bonney and joined Calico Jack's crew. Oh. So one story says, when, after she joined, one story says that she got a mannequin and smeared it with fake blood. And a passing, like, cargo ship was coming by and they saw Anne, like, axe the mannequin and they immediately surrendered and gave over all their cargo. <laughs> Ooh. So that was kind of funny. Ooh, that's smart. <laughs> So one thing that was interesting is it was unusual to have women aboard pirate ships because it was considered bad luck. Right. But Anne was such a badass that Jack was like, eh, I think it's fine. So like one story claimed that she had beaten an attempted rapist so bad that he was hospitalized. Good for her. She also allegedly murdered a servant girl with oh, a knife. Don't like that. And also it is said that there was a dissenting pirate that didn't want her on board. And so she stabbed him in the heart 
So she did not play. No, she was she not was, fucking around. Yeah. Wow. So uh, one story says that when we're going back to Mary, when Mary's ship was captured, again, like sources are unclear about when they met, but when they did meet, you know, Mary is still dressed as a man mm-hmm. and Anne only dressed as a man when she was fighting. But she lived openly as a woman the rest of the time. So Anne apparently tried to seduce who she thought was a male pirate, Mary. But Mary disclosed that she actually was a woman, and they ended up becoming friends. Some sources argue whether or not they were lovers. I haven't really seen it reported. And I will say it was not uncommon for male pirates to have sexual relationships with each other. Because, again, women were not allowed on ships, typically. Right. And I think um, I think Blackbeard would execute any woman brought on board. Jeez. Like, Like, no women, like I said, it was considered bad luck. And so the pirates would typically, you know, have sexual relationships I with each other. I didn't know that. It was not I mean, I guess it as, makes sense. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't seen as, like, taboo or anything. Like, it probably would be anywhere else. So I, I would say it's not completely out of the realm of possibility, but I don't want to say, like, yeah, they were gay lovers when that may not be true. Right. You know? Right. Because Anne was Calico Jack's lover. Like, they were lovers, for sure. And actually, Jack became jealous of Mary's and Anne's friendship and tried to, like, sneak into Mary's bunk and kill her, kill Mary. But she revealed herself, and she revealed that she was a woman. And he, he was like, all right, cool. Oh, <laughs> That's fine. Uh, And actually treated her as an equal. Oh. And then I thought this was interesting. So Mary allegedly, so she kept her identity a secret as a woman. Right. I think at one point it got out, but it's unclear about when it got out. But apparently she fell in love with a a crew member who was a carpenter. Right. At one point he was challenged to a duel. And in an effort to protect him, she dueled a challenger and killed him. Like killed the challenger in a duel. She's a badass. So, um, yeah, Mary and Anne had a reputation. Yes. They were ruthless. They swore. They were shameless and extravagant. They drank heavily. They fought together. Uh, The Smithsonian, Smithsonian Magazine describes what they wore as billowing jackets and long trousers and handkerchiefs wrapped around their heads, wielding a machete and a pistol in either hand. So... Nonetheless, they were, like, fighting together. I know what we're going to be for Halloween this year. Married and Anne Bonnie. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing... We've already were pirates. We're going to be pirates again. But I want to be more historically accurate pirates. Okay. okay. Not uh, Kmart <laughs> pirate costume. <laughs> that was college fund pirates is what that was. <laughs> I got a little more money now. <laughs> Actually, I made a, a Captain Morgan costume um, a few years ago. I thought, because I was like, what, do I, what am I going to be for Halloween? Oh, duh, Captain Morgan. Duh, you're so, Morgan. Yeah, I know. Anyway, the crew did very well in 1720. And so Mary joined the crew in 1720, right. like earlier that year. And so all during 1720, they were doing great. They were capturing fishing boats. Um, sloops, Mary and Anne led a charge on a schooner and then they released the prisoners two days later like they were just kind of taking names, hauling booty Yeah. Um, in late 1720 Anne and Mary were specifically named as enemies to the crown of Great Britain after hijacking the ship William from Nassau Harbor 
when the crew was tracked down, Anne and this is bringing us back to our opening skip. The, the crew was tracked down. Anne and Mary fought back before being captured. The rest of the crew was too drunk to fight, but Mary and Anne fought ferociously. And apparently Mary was so pissed off at the lack of action by her male counterparts that she shouted into the hold, If there is a man among ye, you'll come up and fight like the men ye are to be. And shot into the hold when no one responded, killing one man. So they weren't playing around. No. So the crew was captured, and they were all taken to Jamaica. And the male pirates, they went on trial, and they were all hanged in November of 1720. Jack wanted to see Anne one last time before he died. And she said to him, if you had fought like a man, you need not have been hanged like a dog. Damn. Yeah. No sympathy whatsoever. Uh, so inc- all the male crew, including Calico Jack, were all executed in 1720. In November, on November 28th, Mary and Anne went on, tri- went on trial and they were sentenced to death as well. But their executions were postponed because they both claimed they were pregnant. <laughs> but... Unfortunately, Mary died very shortly after in April of 1721 mm. at the age of either 25 or 26 due to fever. And she was buried in Jamaica. Uh, Anne was released shortly after, maybe because of her father. The rest of her life is very not documented. At yeah. all. Like it's literally she returned to South, allegedly, she returned to South Carolina. She remarried, lived a normal life. She died in 1782 at the age of 84. And that's the rest wow. of the story. <laughs> that is. That's all. That's really all I could find. Like I looked up many different sources to try to get some more information, and there's just not a lot. Yeah. And even everything that I found may not be historically accurate because right. it may have been written by Daniel Defoe. No one knows. Right. There is but. a documentary series. I think it's on Netflix. Nick and I have watched it, but it's not just about those two. It's about the golden Mm -hmm. age of piracy. And Mm -hmm. what you described, it probably did just go off of that book, too. Mm -hmm. But it is really nice. We haven't finished it. I think we've started it twice and ended up getting like three quarters of the way through the series. It's like a short series. But Mm -hmm. um, I do remember a lot of those names. So that's really cool to have, I guess, a little bit more detailed descriptions but it is a good series you should check it out our listeners should check it out it's, what's it uh, called i don't know <laughs> I that forgot. <laughs> sometimes i wish this was like like film so y'all could see your faces and then most of the time like no you guys don't ever want to see my face um yeah <laughs> well you know i am you're in like a cute room with like signs behind you i'm I'm in my closet, guys. <laughs> Mostly because the clothes dampen the sound and I have a walk-in closet in a corner that wasn't being used. So, yeah. Uh, and it works out really well. Yeah. But y'all don't want to see my closet. You oh, know, no, that that blanket behind you is giving severe like 1996 vibes. Is it um I got it from my mother-in-law and mm. it's just giving nostalgia uh, obviously y'all yeah. can't see i have a a blanket covering up part of my closet to dampen some noise and it's like it's very maroon maroon and green and tan <laughs> and it's like a quilt but it's not a quilt it's definitely 
a 90s queen size comforter that has seen yes. better days. But you know what? It's doing its job. That's okay. It's called the show, Morgan and everyone, The Lost Pirate Kingdom. Okay. It came out in 2021. Okay. And um, they did a really good job. There are six episodes. Okay. All about 45 minutes long. Yep. Okay. Um, definitely watch it. You'll get, you know, at least something visual to what we, we spoke about today. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, watching pirate stuff is cool. I'm just going yes. to talk about my sources really quick. Yeah. So I got a lot of stuff from Britannica.com. I love the Britannica Encyclopedia. Thank you so much for funding all of my research. <laughs> um, Smith- Smithsonian and Smithsonian Magazine. AmericaInClass.org. Um, that's where I got the PDF of the 1724 book. It's just like a few pages, but it talks about Mary Reed and Anne Bonny and a little bit about Calico Jack. Um, WorldHistory.org and RMG.co.uk. Um, that's where I got some information about the Golden Age of Piracy. So Yay. those are my sources. Um, I didn't watch any. I didn't have time because I finished this like an hour before. Yeah, we started recording, so I didn't have time to watch any documentaries. Because I've been dealing with my own things. <laughs> Aren't things fun? Yeah. My my left side of my face is swollen, so I've been dealing with that the past couple of days. So, yeah, I um the the day of recording, I I nearly broke my toe. Um, I don't know if we mentioned this in the last episode, but um, we've had we've had a day, Morgan. Yeah, yeah. Like we texted each other this morning, and we're like, ah, ah, <laughs> what's happening this morning? Yeah. Silent scream. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. You know what? I will take my swollen eye of, over your broken toe any day. Yeah. My, At least this doesn't hurt. It's oh, just my God. I can't wiggle. Itchy. Well, I can't wiggle this toe anyway because it's been broken before. Your um, foot's fucked, y'all. <laughs> car accidents aren't fun. <laughs> but, um, so, <laughs> but then I accidentally kicked my kitchen peninsula trying to get into my bar stool this morning. While I was on the phone, with like a work call, and I just had to silently scream into the ether, like just I I couldn't make a noise because it's unprofessional. So I helped in it's my unprofessional pain. Unprofessional to scream at the top of your lungs while someone's talking. <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> I'm glad I know now. Um, <laughs> but I held it in really well. Good job. I'm proud um, of you. And I would like to add that every injury that I think I've mostly sustained on my body has always been on the right side of my body. So I don't know what 85-year-old Emily is going to be walking like, but it's not going to be well. (laughs) I dropped a trailer on my right foot once. Um, (laughs) I I almost broke this ankle a couple months ago. this was the foot that was broken in a car accident. I mean, it's always the right side. The, the world has it out for your foot. <laughs> it, they, The world is like, you should have just gotten a prosthetic from the get-go. Why do you still have this thing? You know what? 
If you'd gotten a prosthetic, you never would have stubbed your toe. <laughs> what if I had broken it off, though? Just that one little toe. <laughs> You're just going around. It looks like a child missing its front tooth. It's just one toe in the middle missing. <laughs> I would have super glued it back on, I think. <laughs> I like how we're just imagining your prosthetic is just going to be like a styrofoam foot. <laughs> <laughs> it would have to be. <laughs> like just a, like a thick silicone, like a rub, not, you know, rubber. Yeah. Um, with, with toes. With toes. With individual toes. Or I could get like a, like a bionic Ooh. foot. You know what you should get? There's um, a model that has a prosthetic, and I've seen, this is like forever ago, but one of her prosthetic was literally just like, came down to this like crazy point. Like you Wait. could stab someone with it. I could be a pirate. Holy <gasps> shit. I could get you a little wooden, a, pirate. a little just ankle down, a little wooden peg foot. <laughs> there you go. Emily, do this. A nasty. <laughs> Go build a boat, chop off your leg, become pirate. <laughs> yeah, one, we've established with the Vasa last week, I don't need to be building a boat. <laughs> and I definitely don't need to chop off my foot just because it's an inconvenience. <laughs> but... I don't know if you stub your toe like that again, you just might want to... <laughs> just get tired of it and just forget it. It's gone. Hack it off. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm considering it, though. <laughs> Do you think insurance would cover it? <laughs> I hope you guys like listening to our 10 minutes of just having a conversation. <laughs> yeah, because um, you're learning a whole lot about, about us today. <laughs> Emily's got a bad foot. <laughs> just a bad rise out. And, hey... Yeah. You know that other car accident I was in in the first grade when the school bus hit us and my face went through the yeah. window? That was yeah. on my right side, too. <laughs> it's just the whole right side of my body. You, you know what? Like, it's because you lead with your right side. I do. You're just like, you just jump head first. It couldn't have been. Buses it couldn't have been that the bus kidding. came at us at, from the right side. It couldn't have been. No, that. no, no. No, it's because you're, <laughs> you always lead with your right side. Right. Um, I've got to protect the good side I've got now. Might as well just let this side go to shit. It's fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, you can find us on Instagram at ill-equipped history. We have a Facebook group now called, <laughs> sorry, Emily's still laughing. I'm trying to hold it, it together. I'll just, I'll just hide in my shirt. <laughs> so you can't see my smile. Just look at you hiding under your shirt. We have a Facebook group called Ill-Equipped History Podcast. <laughs> if you want to check us out there. I'll hide in my ugly blanket. <laughs> I'm ruining it. Okay. <laughs> oh, I have tears in my eyes. Um, 
what did I say? We have a Facebook. Yeah, we have yeah, an Facebook email, group. ill-equipped. Uh-huh. Yes, uh, we have a, an email, ill-equippedhistory at gmail.com if you want to send us any requests or corrections or feedback. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna what go. else is there? <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> um. Chop off your legs, get cool prosthetics, become pirate. See you later. Um, so, <laughs> as a, a, a leaving fact for y'all, my dad made up um, when I was a kid, when my brother was a kid, they were playing pirates. Um, and my dad made up this saying and I will tell it to you but I want you to know that I legitimately thought for a very because I was like three or four when this happened I thought Mm -hmm. pirates said this phrase my dad pulled it out of his ass playing with my (laughs) brother one day I and then it was so funny that he would just say it we just said it as a family i thought pirates i thought it was as common as saying like avaski and or yo ho ho yo ho you know are you ready for this phrase um mm. he would start out with going avaski scurvy dog you livered lily chicken lip mud sucking carp <laughs> chicken lip mud sucking carp <laughs> you know what? i love that <laughs> i'm sure at least one pirate there were over five thousand pirates during the someone of piracy said it i'm sure someone said it i was an adult and my dad was like i made that up <laughs> I can't be corrected now. Pirates said that. Obviously, yeah. <coughs> yep. Okay. Oh, anyway. Hope you keep listening. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, appreciate it. <laughs> we we release Thursdays. <laughs> Every Thursday. And like and share us. <laughs> Let other people share listen us. to this craziness. <laughs> All right. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. (laughs) Become pirate. Chop your leg off.